0: Today's episode is brought to you by shop.mrcoleonnoir.com. Shop.mrcoleonnoir.com is the place for all of your two-way apparel needs with designs like I am the Militia, Keep Texas Tactical, and I lost all my guns in a boating accident. You can show your two-way pride while looking good doing it and even converting some folks along the way. So head over to shop.mrcoleonnoir.com and grab your two-way merch today. What's going on folks? It's Coleon Noir and welcome to the fifth episode of the Coleon Noir Podcast. And joining me on this episode of the podcast is Ava, who is a firearms instructor. She is a YouTuber, she's a gun reviewer. Uh, she has her own podcast. She basically is a Jackie of all trades. Um, that being said, if you're listening to this only in audio form, that this really doesn't matter. But if you're watching this on YouTube, understand that I was work- we decided to add a video element this time. And do a virtual video, but the Zoom was acting kind of wonky and I was trying to cut back. I thought it was cut back and forth between Ava and I as we spoke. It didn't do that. So the vast majority of the video is of Ava, which I'm pretty sure most of you all are really going to have a problem with. So let's jump right into the fifth episode of the Koleon Noir podcast with Ava. All right. So let's just go ahead and just dive right into it and just introduce yourself. And for all the people who know you and don't know you, let them know you.
1: All right, so my name's Ava Flanell, and I am a firearms instructor um, of seven years. I have the podcast Gun Funny, which is going on almost three years now. I started another podcast called Basic American Podcast. I also own, um, well, I'm partners of Trigger Brew, which is a coffee, beef jerky, and energy company, and, uh, and then I have like a YouTube channel, and yeah, I'm like, I'm basically all over yeah within the industry
0: quite quite the entrepreneur yeah
1: yeah
0: so how did you get into guns initially because that's usually you know 21 questions that we usually have to ask is to get and it's not that it's not important it's just i'm pretty sure you've asked been asked that question a million times but how did you get started in the guns and then how did you kind of make your way into the gun industry
1: well so i think a lot of people even, like, even my students typically ask how I got into guns because it's it's still rare to see a female, you know, firearms instructor, um, even in the gun industry, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, I never would have thought that I'd be doing this. So if you told me eight years ago that I would be doing this, like, never in a million years would I believe it. I... Only shot my first gun eight years ago. So previously, um, I was living in New York City, working for the New York Yankees. I had like a nice little life, you know. I wasn't anti gun, but I really had no interest in guns. And I think, you know, at that time, you're just kind of young and dumb and you're just like, oh, nobody needs guns or, you know, like I'm in New York City and I feel safe. But really, you're just ignorant. So, um, my parents, they actually, they owned a gun store and my mom was a firearms instructor and, um, we were shooting a a TV show. Mm -hmm. They wanted, this company wanted to shoot a TV show with my parents' business and they wanted to get on camera. My mom teaching me how to shoot because they knew that I had never shot before. So my mom just gives me like quick little tips and, Uh, I couldn't even load the gun. Like it was kind of a disaster in the beginning, but then as I was shooting, I shot really well and everyone was just like, are you sure this is your first time? Because I was just super accurate. And then, um, unfortunately within that same week, my mom passed away due to a horrible accident. And, um, so at that point I moved back to, or back to Colorado, Mm -hmm. which is where I was from and where my family lived. And, um, my mom, so with my, within my parents' business, my mom was always the, the one that pretty much did like all of the paperwork, like all of the legal stuff, you know, um, everything behind the business. Whereas like my dad was just kind of the face of it. So without my mom there, we were just not only dealing with, you know, her, her loss, but also, um, you know, how to run this business. Like they had multiple businesses. So I, I moved back and I was determined to learn like everything I possibly could. And within that same year, for whatever reason, I just decided like, you know, maybe I could become an instructor because I quickly realized there weren't a lot of resources for women and me, you know, trying to learn more about guns and practice and stuff like that. They're just, all I saw were, were male instructors and so um, that was like probably a little over seven years ago, and then I started my own business, and it's taken off ever since.
0: Nice, nice. So I want to go back to something you said at the beginning, of what you stated. But before I do that, I feel like there's a smudge on my lens. So I'm gonna wipe it off real quick. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that looks like a smudge. So y'all gotta like, get this. Yeah, I think so. yeah. There we go. yeah much better. Let's get that. 4K quality, even though this won't be recorded in 4K because you can't stream in 4K. But that's another story. All right. Um, you mentioned something about there not being a lot of women in the gun industry. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I'm pretty sure there's some stereotypical reasons why, you know. But why do you, from your experience and your perspective, why do you think that there aren't that many women in the gun industry?
1: I think that, I mean, I, I honestly think generally, like, generally, most women aren't really interested Okay. And um, the only way that they typically what piques their interest is more if they take it up for safety reasons. But n- there's not a lot of females in the industry that are taking it up for hobby or you know just want to like go out and and make a career around you know something that's predominantly you know male dominant. Um,
0: you think it's you think it's because it's male dominant that they're not really interested, or just they're just inherently not interested in shooting?
1: No, I just think that you know I don't want to sound sexist, but I think that there's certain <laughs> There's certain jobs that you know are just,
0: you know, that just...
1: that male and female they both kind Man, of.
0: You, you, you can you talk freely here. This this is the one platform I have that allows just complete complete expression, of freedom of it.
1: Well, I think that you know, like women just naturally flock to like other things. Like mm-hmm. personally, I never thought that I'd be doing this. Like I would have thought I have some, you know, some great job New York city. Like even before this, all I did was wear suits. I had to literally like buy an entire new, you know, wardrobe, just living back in Colorado. (laughs) So I think that women just, they, they, they're just interested in other things. Yeah, And that's typically what I've seen is when people, you know, decide to take up training, it's mostly for safety reasons.
0: Yeah. I think there's, I think there's some, um, parallels between the idea of say for instance someone growing up in the city versus someone growing up in the sticks or Mm -hmm. you know in the rural areas of america i was a city boy so for me firearm ownership was either kind of closeted in this very particular aspect you were a cop or criminal Mm -hmm. um but whereas people who kind of grew up in a rural environment um you know they had they, they hunted guns were just kind of part of their life so for me in a, in a lot of ways, I never really thought I'd be in the guns the way that I am either because it just mm-hmm. largely wasn't that much of an interest to me um and I think maybe there's some there's some crossover some parallel I guess so to speak between the idea of women just inherently not being interested in it because it's considered to be the man thing to do um
1: well I also just to kind of interrupt you like I've met people that grew up in those you know rural areas and um typically it's their father will train their brothers you know their sons but they don't train the females
0: gotcha gotcha why do you think that is from a that's it's a heavy question but why do you think from a historical perspective or if there is isn't even a historical perspective or cultural perspective why do you think that there's this tendency towards kind of pigeonholing the firearm ownership into the male category and not so much the category? Do you think well i mean just
1: even going back like the male typically you know years ago was the provider they would do the hunting the female you know her her she was at home you know doing that stuff so I think that it just kind of I think it trickles down to that
0: yeah Uh, but the I think about that is I would think considering how we've had this what are we like in the 912,000th wave of feminism right now yeah. Um <laughs> you would think with this this female empowerment movement I don't I don't say that mockingly but you would think with the so-called female empowerment movement uh pushed by feminist mm-hmm. you you would think there would be this like massive surge of those type of women you know embracing firearm ownership I know from my perspective I don't see that I actually see quite the opposite I feel like there's this yeah empower me in ways that really aren't empowerment um yeah. but then like the more Tangible aspects of empowerment—they don't really want to touch. We'll leave that for the, the government or some shit like that.
1: Mm-hmm. For me
0: do you, do you think there is any validity or truth in that?
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with what you are
0: saying. Okay, yeah, because for me, it, I don't know—it just seems weird. I would think it just they would just flock, you know, it would, yeah. we'd be kind of you know women bursting through the doors, give me a gun, right? um But you don't really see that now. How much of that do you think it stems from just society in terms of? Still pushing that narrative, I, oddly enough, because, you know, you talked about people growing up in a rural environment, but then the father teaching the son how to shoot, not so much the girls. But then when you fast forward into this so-called progressive time that we live in now, um, you don't see them pushing that. You, you almost see that—you almost see them trying to keep women away from the idea of firearm ownership. Now, you, you lived in New York for some time. Now, I don't know how closely you watched or were involved in the conversation about firearms at all but what was the sentiment when you were in New York outside of your own with respect to firearms among women there?
1: Well, I think just firearms in general in New York are difficult for anyone to obtain. Mm -hmm. And um, just because, you know, it's extremely strict. And if they did, I would, you know, having a female, you know, own a gun is, it's almost kind of unheard of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like I said, even, even weird to me. But um, so now, we are in a time, like, within space that we are in now with, and I mean the gun industry when I talk about the space that we're in now, mm-hmm. where do you see the industry going from a female-centered standpoint? Where, like, what have you seen in terms of any changes, if any at all?
1: Well, just in a short period of time, there's definitely been a lot more women, you know, getting involved. I think it's like, what, like 40% of new gun owners are women. So there's definitely women are definitely starting to you know, come over to the side. Yeah. And, um, and I know that there's a lot of manufacturers that are just like doing whatever they possibly can to cater to women. Unfortunately, they don't really know how to do that because even within their, you know, their company, it's, it's mostly predominantly male. So it's like, uh, what do we do? Uh, okay, make the gun pink. You know? I'm
0: going to say something here about that because I know where you're going because I've, I've had this discussion before it's y'all fault. Just like y'all killed chivalry, <laughs> y'all killed. Yeah, it's your fault that our first idea is to go to color guns. And here's why. Throughout my time of firearm ownership, <laughs> anytime I talked to a girl who wasn't really in the guns, the first thing they would say is this. I mean, maybe if like it was a cute little pink gun or something like that. <laughs> I so like, let's just be honest. I, it's, from my perspective, that's what I've seen. I've, that, that's what I get. It's like, okay, I might like guns if it was like pink and cute and stuff like that. So that's where we get it from. So we, when, when our first thought process is getting pink guns and, you know, there you go. That's That's where that comes from. And it's true.
1: It's, I mean, it's true to a degree. I, you know, initially starting out, um, and I even felt victim of that. I think I had a pur- uh, I have a, my first gun was purple. Mm-hmm. I did have a pink revolver and now it's like, don't even give me anything that's you know, any, any girly thing. Um, But I think that maybe it is the colors that might get them started or make that purchase. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, oh, this gun actually kind of sucks. Like, even (laughs) though it's, you know, it's pretty, it doesn't really operate that well. And so then moving forward, they want something that's more, you know, that functions better. And at that point, um, then I think that manufacturers really struggle
0: yeah. So from your perspective, since you do you do train a lot of women, what are some of the more um, unique aspects of firearm ownership for women um, that a lot of us men tend to overlook or just people in general when it comes to teaching women how to shoot?
1: Well, I mean, so even... Even just recently, actually last night, somebody commented on one of my YouTube videos because I must have said that it, you know, the grip is uh, a little abrasive and it kind of hurts my hands. Mm -hmm. And so they made a comment. They were like, well, if your hands are so sensitive, you shouldn't be shooting a gun, which was, I mean, idiotic. But um, I don't think that men take into account. I mean, most men, even if you have a desk job, you're still doing stuff around the house or, you know, like you're not as like you're still rough to a degree. So you're going to have callous hands. And that's something that a lot of guys don't really consider. I know why you would want to make the grip, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of uh, why they'd want to texture the grip. But you also have to think like if this gun is, if you're gearing it towards women, most women are going to have sensitive hands. Like our skin's going to be more sensitive.
0: And I want them to. I don't understand this fascination with creating overly hard women. Like the idea that you shouldn't be able to shoot a gun because your hands are sensitive is funny
1: to me. don't even I, get me started. I like went after this guy like I oh please if somebody share. writes stuff like that, I will <laughs> not hesitate to put them in their place
0: well what so what was your response?
1: uh so I said that you know, so what like all women who have sensitive or not all women I said mm-hmm. so anybody who has sensitive hands, they shouldn't have a gun, so their lives don't matter. they shouldn't be able to protect themselves. And I was like, I don't even know why you're on my page when obviously you're not a, you know, a Second Amendment advocate.
0: So did, did they end up responding to you at all? No. No? No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. I, 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 like I said, I like, I like women to be women. <laughs> um, capable, but nonetheless women. It's, yeah. And so for me, I do struggle a little bit with giving advice to women about the first gun they should buy. Um, because I forget sometimes that my hand strength isn't necessarily going to be equal to, say, your hand strength. Well, mm-hmm. your hand strength may not be in- equal to mine. And so me racking a 19 is nothing. Whereas, yeah. you know, someone else, they're like I'm struggling with this. And I'm mean, even seeing some men who struggle with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are, ha- are there any companies out there that, or any guns that you think do it right in terms of being not necessarily just for women, but ideal for women? as far as handguns are concerned.
1: So I would say the Smith and Wesson M and P shield easy, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: either in three eighty or nine, that gun has really kind of changed the industry because up until that point, a lot of people were just like, Oh, well you can't rack the slide. Like no big deal. Here's a revolver. (laughs) And it just, it annoyed me to no end because if they don't have the hand strength to rack a slide, which believe it or not, ladies, like you do have the hand strength. That's more technique than anything. But if they don't have that strength, what makes you think that they are, you know, going to shoot a 38 special, which is typical, you know, the typical caliber of a revolver. And they're mostly they're usually fairly small because they're used for concealed carry. So what makes you think that they're going to be able to handle the recoil of that gun?
0: This is true. This is true. So you so you are a proponent of the Smith & Wesson. Was it the Shield 3 Easy. Yes,
1: it and it is amazing. So um, the slide is extremely easy to rack. The magazine, its uh, it has like a little assist on the side that you would mm-hmm. typically see with 22, mm-hmm. you know, 22 LR mags. And uh, okay. um, gotcha. it's, just, it's just super user-friendly. The only thing that I don't like about it is it only holds
0: eight rounds. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a no-go for me.
1: Yeah. So I kind of – I hope that they maybe engineer something that might be double-stack mm-hmm. or – uh, something that might hold more rounds, but other than that, it's the perfect gun. And I've started so many women on the range with that gun, and they just love it. Okay. And it's super accurate. It just it shoots just really well.
0: Okay. Are there any other guns that stand out to you? Um,
1: Handgun
0: wise, we'll walk we'll walk through the different platforms. Okay. No, no, no yeah, keep going. <laughs> as far as handguns, are there any other handguns that that are out there that? So, for instance, let's say I'm, I'm a woman, right? Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm pretty and everything, but we're just going to act like I'm a woman. And, mm-hmm. um, I come to you and I say, I'm looking for a handgun, what handgun, what are say top three handguns that you would suggest for me and in, in what calibers?
1: So I, I, I do make suggestions. I make a handful of suggestions, mm-hmm. but I don't like what fits really well with my hands or shoots really well. Like mm-hmm. for example, the HK VP nine, I love the way that that gun felt in my hands. It just did not shoot well for me. Gotcha. It wasn't, I didn't shoot as accurately as I could a Glock. Are we talking and about
0: the full size one or the, the SK? The full size, okay. the full
1: size. And um, so I'll make, I'll make recommendations on guns that I think are reliable mm-hmm. because we know that there's a lot of junk out there. But then I'll tell them, okay, we'll go to, a, you know, go to a gun store, feel these guns, see how it feels in your hand. Even if it feels great in your hand, see if there's a gun range that, you know, has that gun available where you can rent it out and and try it out.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's typically my go-to as well. Um, a lot of people don't like to do that though because it's so much involved. They want you to tell them the Holy Grail, like what is? Oh the, yeah, yeah. What is the absolute best gun? And then they just want to go and buy that. And then when you tell them, oh, there isn't one. You need to gun to go shoot and figure it out. And you kind of mm-hmm. see them go. Oh, I don't want to do that. Um, so let's talk rifles. Um, according to some people, like Joe Biden, you know, he thinks just get a double barrel shotgun, put it out the window, and then blast. Um, from a rifle standpoint, what are your thoughts on women utilizing rifles versus say a handgun? And if so, what type of rifle or pistols?
1: Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I don't think that women are less capable than, you know, of using a rifle. If anything, I would say that you're going to use, you know, if you're ever in, you know, self-defense situation, you're going to use your handgun to get to your rifle. Okay. And even if it is, you know, a, uh, you know, like a pistol platform, like the one that you carry around, Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's completely fine as well.
0: What about shotguns?
1: So, shotguns, so that's like that I've seen actually a lot of people within the last couple of months, they've been buying shotguns because the biggest thing is they think that, you know, the noise that it makes, that, Um, that's going to deter somebody who breaks into their house and then they don't have to shoot them. Mm -hmm. It is the most, you know, recognized sound I think in the world, but I don't think that, I don't think that they're going to hear that. And (laughs) I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not against the shotgun. I honestly, I would say any gun is better than not having a gun. Mm -hmm. And regardless of you're using like, I mean, birdshot, it's probably not going to put them down as quickly. It's going to hurt them, but
0: better than Yeah, nothing.
1: I I would I mean I would recommend literally like any gun. Any gun is better than no gun.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you're training women, um what is what are some of the kind of persistent issues that women tend to have? If if at all, maybe there's the same shit that every other man encounters as well. What are some of the unique kind of issues that women have when you're training them? Um I because I've noticed certain things about women in terms of the positive. Like I've noticed that women tend to shoot more accurately. Mm-hmm. they may not be able to shoot i'm going to say not be able to but they may not shoot as fast um but they tend to do a better job of sh- of pretty much bullseye shooting yeah uh, from from my my experience um what has your experience been like in that regard
1: no i i completely agree so i mean hands down women definitely shoot better than men and maybe it's oh, just oh, because okay,
0: okay 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 <laughs> Let's, 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 let's rewind a little bit. All it right. always happens, though, no, no, every no, no, time. No, 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 I gotta, it you, gotta, you gotta be specific here because you can't, you can't just make a blanket statement. No, I'm it.
1: not. So now, I on. think.
0: No, we gotta break uh, it down. We're gonna break it down. All right. Let's talk accuracy, just in terms of bullseye shooting, right? Because they're different styles. Yes. I would say women are better, generally speaking, from the start, better bullseye shooters. In that, I agree with that. You know, like you take a new guy, you take a you take a guy who's never shot, you take a woman who's never shot, give him... A couple hours of instruction, I think the woman's going to pretty much be stacking holes uh, Mm -hmm. on top. Um, So I'll give you that. Now, where else do you think women are better shooters?
1: I mean, I think that they're just as capable of shooting, you know, consecutive shots and quickly Mm -hmm. as men. Um, One of the things that I even struggle with is, like, absorbing that recoil to get back on my target a little bit quicker. And in that case, I think you need more upper body strength.
0: See, that's why I disagreed with you initially.
1: That's where you disagree with me?
0: Well, no, that no, that's why I disagreed with you when you said women tend to be better oh, shooters. Because- yeah. So,
1: that would probably be, I mean, physically I think that would be the only the only uh, disadvantage that women have.
0: Okay. Yeah, I would give you that because there is shooting is a a definitely a combination of of, of physical and technique. Mm-hmm. Um, you can typically overcome the physical with some technique which is why i'm such a big advocate for firearms with respect to self-defense because they are easy i always say it, shooting a gun in self-defense is easy shooting a gun in self-defense very well is hard yeah um and so for me that but the gun is such an easy level of entry for people from a self-defense standpoint it's incredibly effective it's easy to use and simple and so that's why i advocate for firearms at the same time, like you've pointed out, when it comes to a kind of more advanced levels of shooting, yeah, that's where you start to kind of get a divide in terms of, you know, differences in physicality, um, eyesight, all, all types of things. Um, you know, like Jerry Michalik, for instance, he has the hands of gorillas; They're yeah, massive. And <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. in terms of managing recoil, he's going to do a much better job of managing recoil than I would because um, yeah. his hands are massive and I got these Hobbit hands. Um, but I, then he, and same thing with shooting fast. I mean, let's just not talk about Germans. He's just a freaking nature. Um, but you know, from a shooting fast standpoint, you know, I may not be, I still going to control recoil a lot better than say, a the majority of women who are shooting, um, just because of my physical, my physical strength and my ability to manage that recoil versus them. Um, so I, I agree with you and I disagree with you on your initial statement about women being better shooters than men, but y'all love to say that mm-hmm. about everything
1: i'm just saying in a class like a basic pistol class mm-hmm. women always do better than the men from I start to finish do not agree with you
0: <laughs> I don't and the only reason i say that is because i'm i'm sure you have encountered i'll give some lean i'll, I'll give more credibility to your statement only because i'm sure you've been in more classes and taught more classes
1: no, I've taught like thousands of people at this point. Yes,
0: I know. But my arrogance is still going to chime in and say, I still don't agree with you. And the reason I say that is because the classes that I have been to, that has not been the case. They haven't been terrible. They just haven't I been. Would
1: imagine, I would imagine that your classes are probably a little bit more advanced. I'm talking about like basic pistol classes. Mm-mm,
0: that's what I'm talking about. Interesting. I'm talking about my basic pistol classes that I've been to. Because I go, I for me, when it comes to training, I'm all over the board. So one day I could be doing... I can be shooting out to a mile and then the next day I'm doing basic pistol training. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I do that is because I like to, I like my goal is to chronalize as much training in video form as possible um, mm-hmm. just so that different people, so that there's a, a number of, entry points for people too, because I'm really big on training. I think everyone should train. I don't think it should be mandated, but I think everybody should get out and get training if you own a firearm. But sometimes people just don't know where to start. They don't know who to look for. They don't know who trains, who doesn't. So I'm in a unique position where I can go to these different types of courses. And so I want to be able to put that out there so they can either learn on a minimal level based on what's in the video or say, oh shit, I didn't know about this guy or that company and let me go there and do that and so forth and so on. Um, So that's why I have such a wide array of different types of training that i do that stems from super advanced to like entry level and Mm -hmm. for me i'm not saying there's this massive like grand canyon gap in ability but generally speaking i i can't i can't agree with the notion that the women tend to have more of a they tend to be better. Yeah.
1: All right. We're not going to win this. Uh what's your next question?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, like I said, I have to I have to give you some, you know, you have trained more classes than I have trained more people than I have. So I'll give you that. So we'll de- we'll defer to your expertise. Okay, um, thank you. So well, okay. So th- from, from that perspective, how does that how does your ability to shoot, if at all, how does that affect your dating life? Because you know, a lot oh, of men it- a lot of men carry their pride in in their ability to take a girl to the range and show her how to shoot for the first time. Um, yeah. So how has how, how that, that been for uh, you?
1: It's, so I don't really care if a guy, I mean, I've dated guys that like only had one gun and it was for protection. They barely shot and I was much better shot, you know, than they were. And I don't mind that. Um, I'm just like, okay, don't worry. I'll sleep closest to the door. You know, I got us. <laughs> All right. Okay.
0: So about that. So, so you, so you've already taken it up in your mind. When you're dating a guy like that, you hear the bump in the night, and you two are in the same house together. You're going to be the one that's going to have to get up and go figure out what's going on. Is that that what you're saying?
1: No, he can go and figure it out, but I'll have his back.
0: <laughs> but you're the better shooter.
1: Yeah. But, well, no, but I'm not going to go and investigate.
0: That's that's. Uh, you don't think that's sexist?
1: I don't. I mean, I don't think I would go and investigate.
0: Oh, regardless. you mean as far as go clear I the house? I would probably
1: stay in my room and hope that uh, they leave.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, it's funny. actually, I'm the same way. If, if I hear a bump in the night, I'm not, I'm not coming to look for you.
1: No, me neither. I so because I live by myself. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing in my house that I'm gonna, you know, risk my life for to save.
0: Yeah. Now let's flip the script a little bit. Let's say you had kids who slept in another room and so forth, and y'all two were in bed. Then what?
1: I'm, I'm gonna go first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is this because of your mother instinct or because you're the better shooter?
1: I would say both. Both. Okay.
0: All right. All right. All right. I'll give you that. And so have you been in a situation before where a guy didn't realize what you did and who you were and was like, hey, I want to take you to a date on the gun range"? And um, has that ever happened?
1: That hasn't happened. Um, so they typically know that I'm in the gun industry, but... Uh-huh. Like uh, it them, has, it, like, like your I've gone to a few ranges and typically when I go to the range, like I do know most of the people, you know, at gun stores, ranges and stuff like that. But anytime I've gone to a new range and they didn't know who I was, um, wait, I've wait, noticed wait, wait, that on, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. are you telling are you, uh, I'm trying to understand. are you telling me you only date people you meet at the range?
1: No, I'm just saying All when right. I go to the range, whether oh, it's okay. with a guy or by uh, myself.
0: Okay. So basically he'll know instantly.
1: No, well, okay. Backtrack. So I'm going to the range. Uh-huh. I'm with my, you know, with wh- other Forever. people, by myself, whatever. The range safety officer always dumps down the safety rules. Just well, you know, no, no, assume, no, no, no.
0: Okay, oh, my, bad. my bad, don't. my bad. I think you didn't understand my question initially. That's why. I think so you're
1: right. saying I should go to the range no. on a date, and then this guy's like, "Okay, babe, this is what you do," and I'm like, "Okay," and then I just like hurry up and you know shoot a bunch of bullseyes.
0: No, that's not a, not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> 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 no what i was getting at what i was saying was i mean it's close so what i'm saying have you ever encountered situations so you start dating this guy and you said generally speaking they already know who you are but so we kind of this question is kind of pointless but i'm gonna ask it anyway again and if they didn't know who you were have you ever been in a situation where a guy did not know who you were what you did and then wanted to go to the range with you thinking that he was going to show you how to shoot
1: no, but I've had men in my presence mm-hmm. that start talking about guns and they have no idea that I'm in the gun industry. Mm. And then I, you know, add on to the conversation or just kind of, you know, every now and then like slightly correct them. And they're just like looking like, okay, who is this girl? Like, how does she know so much about guns?
0: So, okay. So on a personal, on a deeper level, when you encounter that, are, do you feel, are you offended? Does that bother you? What?
1: No, I think um, it doesn't bother me at all. I I think it's funny. I've even, like, I've even just recently, I was teaching a private class, and we were at the range, and uh, this guy was looking for a cleaning kit, and he went with, like, the, you know, Real Avid brand. And I was like, yeah, it's a good brand. And the guy's like, oh, you shoot, too? And and I was like, yeah, uh, I shoot, too. And then my student stuck up for me, and he's like, she's actually teaching me. And he's (laughs) like, oh, wow, you're an instructor? You know, so I'll encounter stuff like that. And in that case, I guess maybe I get a little offended because it's just, you know, I don't think, I think it's 2020 and it's not unheard of for women to be in industries that typically, you know, are dominated by men.
0: I get that. Um, I think to a certain degree, I think there's, I think you and I have a unique perspective in that since we're in the industry, we probably Mm -hmm. see it a lot more. But I think based on a history of you know, just the idea of firearm ownership and it being very male centric. I think there's still just a lot of people who just don't really encounter a lot of girls who sh- shoot. I mean, yeah. like really shoot. Not like I got a, I got, I got, I got a pink 22 in my purse or something like that, but like, they yeah. like, shoot, shoot. Um, so I think that's still, even today, unfortunately, I think it's still very foreign. Um, it is. you know, and like, like you pointed out earlier, it, it has picked up quite a bit, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, but it's definitely you know there's there's a long 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 way to go, um, absolutely. In, in regards to that, so let's let's go to another topic. Uh, <laughs> you being a a woman in the in influencer space because we are living in the age of the influencer, right? Uh, we're mm-hmm. long that last, Lord knows. But we are in this space, so you know. As far you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube. You're uh, are you on Twitter? No. You're not know, on Twitter? I hate uh, Twitter. I know, but necessary evil.
1: I know. You're all over Twitter, and I'm just yeah. like,
0: ugh. I'm, I'm only all, all over Twitter when I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I start getting that's into it. That's where I, guess bad. that's
1: where I screwed up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I use Twitter as my my drinking outlet, like, when I'm not doing anything but I'm drinking. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Um, but, you know, there was this, there was this time period, like, when I first got into the industry, um. The idea of female ownership is highly, high female ownership, wow. The idea of female firearm ownership was highly, highly sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was basically, you know, put a girl in a bikini, put a gun in her hand, and call it a day, right? Yeah. Um, and it's kind, of a, it's kind of progressed as of lately. Um, there's still elements of that, but now we've kind of gotten into the age of what has been termed the gun bunny right and you you have a podcast your podcast basically is kind of your name of the podcast is almost a parody of that yeah um give me your thoughts on the idea of the gun bunny because everybody has an opinion right um and so tell me one what you think a gun bunny is and two what's your opinion on them
1: okay so i think that a gun bunny is somebody who uses their sexuality Mm -hmm. to get ahead they're typically dressed half naked um Usually they don't know how to operate a gun, but there are quite a few that do know how to operate a gun well,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but they're still, you know, I feel like they're taking the easy way out, you know, the easy route, I guess. And just kind of. Even if they
0: know how to operate and shoot a gun? Yeah. No, do I? No, no, I'm saying like, so if you had a girl who was utilizing her sexuality um, Uh in the gun space, but also could shoot and could operate a gun, uh, would you still consider that the easy way out? Yes. Okay. Why?
1: Because, I mean, so obviously people are going to pay attention if somebody's wearing a bikini and they're shooting a gun versus somebody who's wearing a turtleneck. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just even as you're scrolling through like Instagram, obviously you're going to stop and take a second look. So know. I think that it's definitely a lot more um, eye grabbing, whether it's effective or not, you know, effective marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it is. I think people are typically, you know, focused on the female as opposed to like what she's shooting. Mm-hmm. But it is still, you know, it's still kind of a taking the the easy road.
0: Would you? I think you're biased. Here's why okay, I mean. why? I think you're biased because you're not attracted to women <laughs> as a man, and I don't ever apologize for being one. I'm attracted to women inherently. So you take a woman who is attractive and then utilizes her sexuality within reason, right? I don't need you mm-hmm. running around the woods b- butt naked with an AK. Um, but, um. You want to leverage aspects of your sexuality. Um, I want to change that. I want to say sex- sexuality just seems so grotesque. Let's say your sexiness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to leverage some of your sexiness, but then you also can operate a firearm and you can't shoot. I don't generally have a problem with it. Um, now, on the flip side, you know, the whole, I don't know shit about guns and I'm just going to stand here and be sexy and carry a gun. It, that's it's so cringe-inducing to me in a lot of ways that I don't really – like the sexiness is lost Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense
1: it does um so i'm not like i i don't want to hate on women Mm -hmm. especially women that are in the gun industry i feel like we should all stick together but i think that if anything it's more detrimental than anything i mean i get it you know if you're you know like if i saw a guy that was like topless shooting a gun yeah, it's it's, you know, better to look at to a degree, but think about all of the women in the industry that have worked really hard to kind of change that image of females in the industry. And then there's women that just come around and pretty much just trampline everything that we've worked hard for. I also think that it kind of discourages more women to get involved in the firearms industry okay. because they see, you know, these like half naked, you know, models shooting guns and they're like, well, is that what I have to be like in order to, you know, get into guns?
0: Well, okay. So you don't think that's a personal thing?
1: I don't think it's a personal thing. Well, think about it.
0: So if I'm an individual and I'm looking at the space, let's take, for instance, my, let's take my background i didn't know anything about guns i was very new to guns and everything that i saw in terms of the personalities who were out there involved in firearms were kind of a certain way that i didn't fit and there were were backgrounds that i didn't have so what i did and i said was you know what i'm just going to do it the way i want to do it if people follow they follow if they don't they don't and ironically enough that's exactly what you did right yeah. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm kind of like, I think it's more personal because I get what you're saying. I, I agree with you to an extent. I agree with you the notion that, yeah, it could seem a little daunting. Like if I'm not, if I'm pretty new to firearms and I'm seeing, and I'm scrolling through and I'm just seeing all of these Instagram gun bunnies, um, I'm probably going to be like, oh, that's not really me. Is that what I have to do? But I think there's also some level of kind of, I don't want to say personal accountability, but just, just take some initiative on your own and say, okay, cool. I'm going to do what I want to do because I like doing this and I'm going to do it my way. And if people follow, they follow. If they don't, they don't. Um, I don't. So I, I'm going to turn it around a okay. little bit on you.
1: So, you know, I'm like, let's say, you know, black people and guns. Mm-hmm. And there's just like, like with women, there's not a ton of black people in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's predominantly, you know, typical male beards, kind of chubby, whatever. <laughs> And, <laughs> um, so I'm thinking of a few certain people that are, you know, African American and they record videos where they're just, I mean, being extremely like unsafe with guns or just acting super ghetto. And do you think that that, that they're representing, you know, your culture?
0: Well, it depends because, it may be an element of that aspect of firearm ownership. So, for instance, like, like you mentioned, like them kind of acting a certain way and acting ghetto, which I think the, the synonym to that would be in a white space would be what? Acting like a redneck, I guess. Would, th- would mm-hmm. that be redneck or hillbilly? Yeah. I guess. Would yeah, be, would, no, would, would I would, would say
1: probably a redneck.
0: Exactly. So you have different facets in a gun committee. So you have that kind of like redneck, you know, missing teeth, shooting cans kind of mm-hmm. uh, caricature. And then on the flip side, from a black perspective, you kind of get that ghetto, crazy stuff as well. Um, But then you also, on the flip side of both of those, you have elements that are not like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then you have that on the white side and you have that on the black side and just in general. Right. So I think they exist. They're there and they're necessary because there are a lot of there are a lot of people who do are like that and they have really big followings. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, you know, get it how you live. Now, I'm not really big. I, I'm not a fan of the unsafe aspect of things. Um, yeah. I, that's kind of where I draw the line, because yeah. that that can get people hurt. So, yeah. so that I can't get down with the, the unsafe handling of firearms and in a very kind of blatant way. Um, and so, I guess what you're tr- what you're trying to say, demonstrate to me is that the the caricature that that caricature of the ghetto gun wielding black guy
1: stereotype is, is like hurting. I'm trying to break down the stereotype just like you're trying to break down a stereotype
0: yeah um I agree with you and then I don't um well,
1: what else is new <laughs>
0: <laughs> well because I mean it, I, the, I try not to be living absolutes in a way that because there's a lot of truth to what you're saying right that they <laughs> are largely speaking you're going to look at them as a negative stereotype and yeah. so I've And I came in the industry saying that I wanted to change the, the perspective of black gun ownership in America um, the way that the other side saw it, right? Because they've, they've tried to pigeonhole the idea of black on- gun ownership into the very caricature in which you described. Mm-hmm. So that's, that much I do agree with you on. Um, and I guess for me, because I'm kind of, my mentality, my personality is kind of like, whatever, I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to make it work regardless. I think that's why I kind of have a more of a dim- dismissive kind of approach to the idea of how much of an effect that image is having on say my image as a black man um so that's why i keep saying that's why i I was like i agree with you but then i don't um i do think it's still personal you know because i could still i could see that and say i don't want any parts of that and i'm going to distance myself from that and i did do that i did that growing up because remember i told you my mindset was the only people who had guns were police or criminals Right. Mm-hmm. So when I when got into the I was like, before I got into the industry for me, I thought, you know, I'm just going to stay away from guns because I don't want anybody to think I'm a criminal. Right. So yeah. there's a little bit more of that truth that you pointed out where, OK, I wanted to stay away because I didn't want to be seen a certain type of way because that's been the pervasive view of, of, of that people have of black gun ownership at that time. But at the same time, I inevitably decided that, yeah, sure, I want to buck that. Um, and I don't think it's a good thing. however, there's a fine line. I think that's so much a fine line, but I think the line's a little bit blurred in the sense of the caricature the caricature aspect of it as long as it's safe and it's not pushing anything illegal, I don't really have a problem with it. I may not be it may not be my thing, right? It may not be my form of entertainment because I kind of call it tactical slapstick. Um, mm-hmm. it may not be it may not be my thing, but I don't really concern myself with it. Now, the, the kind of illegal portrayal or the unsafe, that's where I have a really big problem. Because I, I do believe that that is just bad all the way around because it has real world consequences as a result. Um, but that's interesting. It, it's interesting. I, I, I think you're, you have a point. I just don't know if I necessarily completely agree with it. Oh. So
1: the only reason why I disagree that it's personal uh-huh. is because I am trying to get more women involved,
0: Okay. and bring them, you
1: know, on the other side. And so but, I guess it's just
0: I, see. I think that that's where because I, I I think again, correct me if I'm wrong. I think what you're saying is you're trying to get more women involved, but the women are going to be very apprehensive about becoming a part of the gun culture if they think all it is is, is a bunch of women in bikinis shooting guns. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. And I agree with you and I can, I can agree with you on that. Um, I just have, I have a, I have a rather rebellious personality. So my mind also just automatically goes to, oh, that's fine. I'm going to do it my way. Um, so that's why I think I'm kind of a little bit dismissive of that, of that kind of mindset a little bit, not that it's wrong. I don't know. It's, do you think that that's really preventing a lot of women from wanting to be a part of the gun community? That's just like the character. Yeah.
1: I think that women want to identify with like other regular women that might be, you know, kind of overweight or, you know, just like they have regular day jobs or I don't know. I just I think that you can always relate to somebody who is more like you as opposed to what you see, you know, in magazines or on Instagram or any of that stuff.
0: Well, wouldn't if you go out there as a regular person and start putting out your own content? Um, owning your own firearms in a way that you choose to, wouldn't that then draw those type of people to you? Because I I would think like the people who have the kind of what I call slapstick tactical kind of content, Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily have the same audience. Like our audiences are different. Um, So I don't, you know, I think people will tend to gravitate to what they want to see just because Mm -hmm. the the gun industry is just so multifaceted that, um, you know, I think, there's a lot of different type of viewpoints from the pro-gun pro side and um, different ways of kind of engaging in the enthusiasm for firearms that, you know, I may like this, but then I also might like this or may not like that at all. So I'll consume this content, not that content from that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see something that's problematic from the standpoint of utilizing the imagery from an, what I call slapstick tactical, tactical um, by the other side. And kind of utilizing that industry to kind of demonize, um, demonize the gun industry in a way, or the gun community in a way. Cause it's kind of like, if you don't have much of a context behind it and you just see like some of the videos that are out there that are kind of crazy and you don't have really any context and you're not really into firearms, you say, see, see, this is what we're talking about. This is the problem. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. I can see that. Um, but here's the thing. There's a lot of different people, but I get it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I can I, I can see how that can become problematic from that standpoint. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean that doesn't mean I agree with you or anything. You know, God forbid I agree with you on anything.
1: I know, God forbid.
0: Yeah, the world would come to an end. <laughs> so for you, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask a question that bugs me the most. What is actually no, I'm not gonna do that. Yes, I am. Favorite platform. Handgun
1: AR. Think. Huh? Well, at least you're not gonna be like, what's your favorite gun? No, but it's, I guess
0: uh, Yeah, I can't I'm not gonna do that to you because it's kinda evil. People don't realize how evil that is when you ask somebody who's really into guns.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So favorite favorite platform I would say is still handguns. That was the first thing that I learned on. It's mm-hmm. the most comfortable that I, you know, I can shoot a handgun all day long. Um, although recently I did start getting into long distance shooting okay. and that is a lot of fun because it brings on so many more challenges than just being a good trigger puller.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because you would think it'd be the opposite, right? Yeah. He's like, Oh, you're just laying on your belly. You're not doing yeah, anything. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shooting, shooting long distances is, is yeah. But isn't it addicting? It is. Yeah. It's I, so
1: addicting. And then the minute you hit, like, let's say, you know, I, I shoot at a mile. Okay. The minute that I hit, that mile target then i'm like what's next wait
0: you shot at a mile Mm -hmm. yeah how how many how many how many rounds did it take you to do
1: it uh so actually you're gonna be impressed this happened in texas because in colorado they don't have a range that exceeds i think i don't know a thousand yards and my girlfriend um she let me use her gun so we had literally like 30 minutes to set everything up Mm -hmm. zero the gun in and then take the hits but it took me four shots before
0: I hit that mile. Huh, what, what, uh, what caliber are you shooting?
1: 300 wind mag. Oh, you're cheating. Okay. You're cheating.
0: You're <laughs> cheating. It took me several mags was, to hit my mile. That was bad. the
1: <laughs> only gun that I had available.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to make myself feel better because it took me way more than that. <laughs> um, I think I was shooting uh, shooting 224 Valkyrie, and this was in Teasdale, Utah. Um, the winds were insane. Like, literally, they would just... When you start shooting out to that distance and you see what winds do to a round... It starts to kind yeah. of boggle your mind a little bit because um, we were dealing, like, when you have 30 miles going this way, 20 miles going that way, and then all the way down. So, literally, I would take a shot. Um, I was using a gas gun. We're using Bolt? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're clearly, like, what gas gun is chambered in three. <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah, so I was, you know, I was shooting, and I was just, like, literally just. Watching the bullet. now not literally watching it, but I can tell, like, the bullet's just dancing all the way down there. Um, yeah. And then, or it'd be clear, clear, clear. And then right when it gets to the target, gust of wind comes in, knocks the bullet to the left. And I'm like, oh, come on. Um, right. But, yeah. Well, damn.
1: to make you feel better, it wasn't windy when I shot my mile.
0: Oh, you don't have to try to tease <laughs> my ego. We, I have enough for both of us. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, but, so... Hitting that shot what what, what was the feeling like because a lot of people they can't conceptually they can conceptualize shooting out to a mile. most people haven't mm-hmm. shot past fifty yards, much less yeah. a, a mile what what was that like for you
1: um so the mile I don't know it wasn't really like life changing mm-hmm. i right before that, the longest that I shot was at six hundred and thirty yards okay, and I just remember being like just super impressed and Um, I could even hear the rounds, like hit the steel every time I, you know, and it was just Uh, so just satisfying. It was just, and it's incredible that, you know, it's, it's hard to comprehend that like a round will go that far that you could actually hit somebody at a mile accurately, take somebody down, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, this isn't, I'm not like trying to like, you know, have that like criminal mindset where I'm like, wow, I could kill somebody at a mile now,
0: Okay, but it is kind of just
1: (laughs) eye opening.
0: Gotcha. No, it, it, is, it was the same for me. Um, I remember I actually hit it four times, but I hit it. Wait, when you hit your mile shot, you could actually hear the, the steel? No, not okay. at a mile. Okay. At the
1: 630 yards, I could.
0: Gotcha. See, I was dealing with so much in the way of like the mirage and all the shit that yeah. does that shit. What other excuses um, do you have? I've got tons of them, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I hit it four times but I thought I hit it once and we didn't realize it till we actually drove down to the target and noticed that, Oh crap. I hit it four times, but because I was having such a hard time, I think I was running a 16, 16 times, Uh um, magnification. It was still very hard to see the impact.
1: Yeah. Um, Did you have a spotter?
0: I did. I did. But Uh even then, because with the wind and then just the mirage and all that crap, it just made it really hard to see where my impacts were. And we were utilizing such a small round. We was in two two four Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Um so when we got down, we were like, oh crap, there's four hits here that I didn't realize I had. So Yeah. So technically you hit it once, I hit it four times.
1: <sighs>
0: <laughs> but um so so where do you where do you go from here? Where what do what's what's in the future for this ABA?
1: No, so right now, um Well, with everything going on, Mm -hmm. classes are just insane. Um, Like I've, I don't know, all my classes, the minute I post it, it sells out. I'm teaching about five classes a week. And I keep telling myself that there's going to be an end in sight and that I can enjoy summer. But so far, it doesn't look like that.
0: I mean, we're in the middle of COVID. What are you going to do anyway?
1: Uh, I know. Well, that is is something that kind of makes me feel a little bit better is a lot of things are closed. So I'm not really missing out on a ton. Mm. but. It would be nice just to like sit in my backyard, you know, drink a pina colada or something. (laughs) No,
0: no, like even
1: even on my birthday, I've been so busy Mm. that I only had one drink.
0: That's one drink and then I was like, All
1: right, back to work. Like had dinner with a bunch of people and then I was like, All right, gotta go back to work. That's utterly unacceptable. Bunch of things to do. Yeah,
0: don't do that again. Yeah, it's unacceptable.
1: Well, you know, it was it was the big three four, so what's really to celebrate at that point? He's so morbid. <laughs> just It's all downhill.
0: Oh, shut up. <laughs> You're a baby. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, so, so it's safe to say that with COVID, things have spiked for the good, but then also for the bad. No, not for the bad, but just for well, the Well, yeah, the I wouldn't stress.
1: say that there's anything, anything that's gun-related. It's good because it's, you know, if anything, a lot of these people that were anti-gun previously, mm-hmm. they're coming mm-hmm. over to the other side. And whether they stick with it or not, Um, But it is our opportunity to, you know, educate them, sort of take away uh, a lot of the like misinformation that they're getting from media and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully there's a chance that we can change their mind and they're going to vote, you know, later on for, you know, for anything pro-gun.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And now um, before we go, are you getting a lot of new people. I know you deal with a lot of new people, but are you getting a lot of new people who were anti before and are now? No.
1: no. No, it's uh so before I start class, I always ask people to introduce themselves and then tell me how much firearm experience they have. Okay. Just so I know kind of like, you know, what I'm dealing with. And what uh I mean, every now and then I would have somebody who was kind of anti gun, who didn't think that they needed a gun, but I've never seen this many people gotcha. that yeah, it's it's pretty pretty crazy.
0: Okay. Well, um, you got a lot going on and you're everywhere. Kind of like I am. So just, and I'll put all the information down in the, the description box if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, but for the people who are listening to this and are going to be listening to this, uh, where can they find you?
1: So I'm on Instagram, Ava Flannel underscore A V A F L A N E L -L, underscore, uh, YouTube is Ava Flannel. And uh, Facebook is Elite Firearms and Training. If you guys are in Colorado and you want training, my website's elitefirearmsandtraining.com. And then my podcast is GunFunny.com, also on social media platforms. And the newest podcast, which is Basic American Podcast, um, you can just just look it up on Instagram, Basic American Podcast.
0: Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, um, thank you for doing my podcast after I did yours first.
1: Well, I mean, I would have done yours first, but, you know, nobody asked. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you also didn't have a podcast. So we'll true. just give you this that. This is very,
0: very, very true. Um, but no, no, um, I definitely look forward to having you back on. Um, I got, we didn't have enough time to get to some of the other stories that I wanted to pull out of you. Um, but But we'll get there. We'll get there.
1: Yeah, I know. I was like, there's still so much more that I want to talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, we'll 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 definitely have you back on so we can. I mean, you're going to be a recurrent guest, so just get used to that. Um, But definitely look forward to the next conversation.
1: All right. Well, thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate you. Right now, there's a war against the Second Amendment, which is why I need your help spreading our message to counter their message. You can help do this by leaving a comment, sharing this video, and clicking the bell and subscribe button. Let my voice be your voice and let them know you want to keep America tactical because the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed wasn't a suggestion, it was a directive. Also, if you're wondering where to purchase your all guns are essential, I will not comply, I am the militia, I lost all my guns in a boating accident and your state-specific Keep America tactical shirts, click the link next to my head or the link in the description section Or if you're watching this on a mobile, tap the small triangle on the lower right hand side of this video and click the link in the description section.